Today's scripture reading is from 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 10 and 11. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you had suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Wow, praise the Lord. Thank you for joining us today. This is our annual um, kickoff service. We have a joint service uh, first Sunday of the year usually, but uh, since this year, January 1st was a Sunday, it was kind of a little awkward and weird, so we decided to make our uh, joint kickoff service a second Sunday. Uh, praise the Lord. This is really our body. This is our community, all the three services together, and every time we have uh, services like this, um, it's not only an exciting moment, but really uh, humbling how how much God has really uh, shown his grace, his faithfulness over, uh, over the past uh, six years, six and a half years at, at New Mercy in our community. So uh, praise the Lord. Can we just pray one more time? We could bow our heads and pray together. Father, we thank you for who you are. Indeed, Lord, you are God of all grace. Father, all every good and perfect gift comes from you and you alone. And we acknowledge you, first and foremost, Father, we look to you this morning, Father, this Sunday, as we begin a new year, 2017, here in our community at New Mercy. Father, we, our longing, our desire again and again is that you become the center, that Jesus Christ, that this is your church, Father. Lord, that you will bless it, you will favor it, Father. You will enlarge it, God. You will, you will continue to seek after those who are lost. You will come to heal. You will come to bring to fruition, God, all the plans, all the things that you have promised, God, that you will bear fruit. So we look to you, Father, as broken people. We lean on you again and again as we start a new year. Jesus, once again, be here, be the center of us all. We thank you so much for just this moment, Father, we come together to worship together as a body of Christ. Uh, so bless our time together. We love you. We thank you. And all things, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. My name is Wanjay Hudson, one of the also pastors here at New Mercy. Uh, it is a joy uh, for me to uh, have given this opportunity to share uh, Today, it's a, it's, a, it's a vision launch day, right? So we're going to launch our vision uh, for 2017 and beyond. So it'll be very short, don't worry, you know, it's, gonna, it's not too long. Um, but my purpose today here is to hopefully get us excited for what we feel as a leadership, as a session of New Mercy, uh, that the Lord has been replacing upon our hearts the next upcoming year and beyond. Uh, here for our community. Really, uh, in the blink of an eye, um, six and a half years for our community. We launched 2010, October 10th, 10 o'clock, I think it was 10-10. And six and exactly three months later today, uh, we have, by the grace of God, really, by the grace of God, we have become a church with uh, two sites, with three services. Um, we don't really keep a tight record of these, but approximately, I think, about a little bit over 100 families now call New Mercy their community. Uh, all the churches, all the sites combined, 
maybe a little bit over 100, around 100 children. Crazy. Um, Edgewater, uh, our site that we launched just a little bit over two, two years. That's it. I know we have some Edgewater folks here. Represent Edgewater. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. Um, we have witnessed and watched just a tireless effort of commitment to grow that community. And there's so many amazing, exciting, encouraging things that's happening in the Edgewater community. Uh, our Hackensack um, services, 1030, with all our families and children every Sunday, with our teachers just tirelessly really trying to bring worship, uh, even working with the children. And um, our 1 p.m. service, all our singles. Uh, all right. Praise the Lord, Danny. Uh, all the sites combined, we also, um, after the families, I think we have close to about 120 singles now uh, attending all the services together. Really, by God's grace, uh, we are where we are. We are who we are. Um, but one thing that we have been learning is that what it means, what it means to be a church for the broken. And I think um, just kind of maybe just speaking from my heart, six and a half, six and a half years, it's, it has been a challenge. Uh, we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into when we caught this vision to be a church for the broken. And I think even now, honestly, I could say, uh, over the past six and a half years, we, are, we have been learning and we have been, been broken ourselves, uh, really getting at the heart of God uh, to, to be this, this church for the broken. And it has been amazing, it has been awesome, but yet also definitely, definitely challenging. For me, uh, just to share, just personally a little bit, I don't know, a couple of things I, I guess I've learned the church for the broken has taught me, number one, brokenness is everywhere. It's something we can never speak lightly of. Real pain, real stories, real people, real struggles. Uh, these are our, our friends, our families, our sisters, our brothers. Um, and I think for the past six and a half years, we have witnessed we were there uh, people, as people were going through difficulties and challenges and different seasons. Uh, brokenness, second thing, brokenness is something I think I'm finally realizing. We are not called to eradicate that as broken human beings, we cannot something that we can fix. That should never be our goal. But it is a process. It's a journey. And for some of us, it is even something that we are called to bear, perhaps even for the rest of our lives. Another thing I've been learning is also that brokenness also is grace. Uh, I've seen uh, so many people, and definitely from my life, that it is through the brokenness that I have that I realize more my true need for Jesus Christ. The more I realize my brokenness, the more I realize I need God. I need Jesus. So therefore, in that sense, I really do believe it all, with all my heart that brokenness is also grace, that God channels it, and the gospel becomes so much more richer and powerful and and it shines 
Jesus shines as we struggle in and through the brokenness that we have. Church for the broken uh, is tough, yet I absolutely believe that this is how God imagined and designed what the Christian community is supposed to be. And I think just on behalf of all the leaders, all our you know, pastors in session, I think everybody would agree that uh, we, would, we, would, we would not change anything. We will not, um, uh, we don't regret, we do not, um, we don't want to go back and change anything, that this is exactly how God meant the church to be and to, to, uh, to push through this vision. <clears throat> Finishing out the six years, um, we came together and we reflected a bit last year, uh, 2016, towards the fall. The pastors, we had a, a retreat and also the session. And as we are discussing, as we were discussing the past six years at New Mercy with this powerful God-given vision to be a church for the broken, we realized something. We realized that um, definitely our vision to be a church for the broken, uh, it's, a, it's a powerful vision, but yet we kind of felt like something was, something was maybe missing. Something was missing. That the vision, the, the, the visional term, church for the working, cannot, does not communicate. Meaning, uh, God loves the broken, embraces the broken, and we are church for the broken. And I think by that, what people usually hear is that we are a very embracing church. And that is the gospel. Wherever you come from, whoever you are, what type of sin or brokenness or fallenness, come as you are. Because Jesus came for the broken, for those who are sick, for the prostitutes and the tax collectors, and people who are despised, marginalized. And exactly, that's the tone. And I think we have been working on that. And we, once again, we have been growing in that. How do we embrace better? How do we accept better? You know, in our family groups, come as you are. We want to love you. We want you to see Jesus. And that has been our tone for the past six years. We're not perfect, definitely not. A lot of faults still, mistakes that we make. But honestly, humbly, I think that's one area we have been effortlessly, prayerfully uh, trying to grow in, to be an embracing church. But what we have been learning is that Jesus loves us so much, too much, that he definitely does not leave us there. Just that embracing is not, not it, not enough. But he embraces us, and he re-vision casts something in us, and he wants to take us someplace. The gospel is not only about embracing and church for the broken, come as you are, but now that you have encountered the gospel, I want you to see what I can do in your life. I want to start a process of restoration. I want to heal you. I want to to grow you. I want to disciple you. I want to make you more like Jesus, Jesus Christ. And that is the full package of the gospel. So as we're discussing, as we're praying, um, we were really convicted after this six six years that we had uh, at New Mercy. Uh, it's kind of interesting because even biblically in the Old Testament, some of you guys know like Leviticus 25, God uh, has a very powerful theme uh, around the number six, right? Even in the land, six years you, you work the land. You, you get, you know, you reap and you sow and you get the fruit of the land. 
But on the seventh year, there's a pause, right? Rest the land. So almost there's like a six-year kind of thing where uh, there's a transition that takes place. Even in the Old Testament, we see a lot of the times. The seventh year, you rest and a, and a new beginning starts. Uh, so for us, uh, we felt that going forth from this year, 2017, which is our seventh year and beyond, decided to uh, intentionally really highlight what we feel like the next steps of New Mercy as a community should be. And the word that came to us is, is restoration. It's restoration. Uh, the word, you know, it's already, it, it had been part of our vision. Church for the Broken also meant that you come, embrace, you will embrace you as you are, and meet Jesus and be restored. But it wasn't explicit. Uh, but we really do feel like, once again, God loves us too much. Now that we have been in our community for six years, we want to intentionally move forward, stressing the beautiful restoration of God. So we are officially adding a new tagline to our vision. New Mercy Community Church, Church for the Broken. But now we're adding a new tagline. New Mercy Community Church, Church for the Broken, Call to Restoration. New Mercy Church for the broken, which we will still be, and we will always be. We will always, and we will never lose that tone, because that's part of the gospel that Jesus embraced, right? embraces all people. Wherever you are, whoever you are, come. You tired or weary, come. But we want to intentionally now go forth, highlighting that, that he doesn't just want you to rest and stay there, but intentionally want to move as a community to restoration. So we're going to be a church also for the broken, but called to restoration. Do we have, I know it's kind of small uh, to see, but this will be our new, uh, I think the word is what, media, media treatment. Um, so I heard, we, we could go to our website, there's a lot more there, explanations, and also um, you could download this logo. I know some Pastors are big on this, so please do so. Uh, and we could, if you could spread it, spread it uh, on your social media and whatnot. But uh, this will be our official um, new tagline from this year on. I'll go a little bit further. Today, just to kind of go into this text quickly, today's text, Peter ending his letter, his first letter. This is First Peter 5. As he's closing out this letter, um, he has a, a section. Some people call it a prayer or a blessing. But this is how Peter ends. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him... Be the power forever and ever. Amen. When I read this, I was like, wow. I, I felt almost like, I don't know, prophetic something, but God was speaking to me personally that perhaps this is something that 
that I can, I can share this morning. And I really felt like some of you, some of us in this room, uh, perhaps the Lord really wanted to give you this word. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. The context, the the background story of 1 Peter is that this was during time of one of the, the, the toughest uh, persecution of the church. This was about 65 AD. The Roman emperors were coming after the Christians. And Peter, we know that, you know, as a, as a bold Christian, uh, he will go and he will do these crazy things. But he, as he is preaching to that group of Christians who are going through major suffering and pain and persecution, uh, he is reminding the Christians as he's ending his first letter this. Remember, first and foremost, who God is. The God that we call Father is God of all grace. The, moment, the fact that you and I are here today is because of the gospel, because of Jesus Christ again and again. And this God of all grace, remember that he called you. He called us. That's why we're here, right? That's why we're Christians. That's why we're a Christian community. Because all of us, we believe in this God who is of all grace And there is a call that we are to live as his people. And he has called us into the eternal glory in Jesus Christ. That there is something coming. There is something better. This world is temporary. These things will will pass. And Peter acknowledges that I know that some of you also are suffering. And he uses that word suffering. In this world, as we're here physically, this side of heaven, there is suffering. But remember, this suffering is a little while. It's temporary. I know that when we're in the season of suffering and pain and and difficulties, challenges, it feels like forever. But once again, Peter is reminding us, in light of the eternal glory that God has called us to, all the suffering, the pain, whether it's seasonal or situational or positional suffering that we're in, it's temporary for the Christian. It's temporary. It will pass. And God will one day perfect, perfect you, whether it's here or eternal glory later. But we will be perfected. We will be healed. And that is a promise of God. And for me personally, I love this section. In verse 10, it says, He himself will himself restore you. That after you have suffered a little temporary, that Jesus Christ himself will personally come and he will restore you. The restoration is real. It might not be immediate. It might not be as we want it. God, now, change it, fix it, heal it. But once again, it's a process. It's a journey. And that some of us, we're even sometimes called to bear for a while. But Christ promises us restoration is coming, it's real. And it's part of the story of God, the narrative of God, the people of God, that we're not only just embraced as we are in our sin and brokenness and pain, but there is restoration. 
he himself will restore you and strengthen you and keep you firm and establish you. That's scripture. That's, that's promise. God. I don't know about you, but this is what I hold on to. So now, New Mercy, this year, we will be highlighting, really highlighting and going through the transition, stressing New Mercy, church for the broken, called to restoration. We're going to be very intentional. So even from last year, starting from pastoral staff, this is not just, remember, once again, just you. We're going to be like dumping it on you, on the congregation. But the pastoral staff, we started our um, restoration um, works. We have been researching, reading. And before we offer anything, uh, we promised, we decided that all the pastors first and foremost, we're going to go through uh, this, this process of restoration. And all, a lot of, there are a lot of details with this. I'm just going to highlight maybe one or two. Number one. Please don't freak out. If you are a leader at New Mercy, ordained ministry leaders, uh, elders, deacons, pastors, our vision is that every leader at New Mercy from this year on, it doesn't mean this year or going forth, uh, will go through a year-long path to restoration, one way or the other. And that's how much intentionally we're committing to this vision. Because we do believe that once again, God doesn't want to just leave us. And for some of us, you know, we've been coming to church for five, six, seven, eight, whatever years. And honestly, if you look at, take a look at yourselves, you're still at that church for the broken, kind of like, yeah, God loves me. I'm, I'm embraced stage. But there's no growth. There's no discipleship. There's no, there's no real transformative restoration that's happening. And we want to help as a community to have everyone go through this, this path to restoration. So we'll start with the, all the leaders from this, this year on. Then also for our members, our congregation, we want to offer something tangible. Because I know that there are a lot of you perhaps there. Yeah, you know, I've been coming to New Mercy for a while. Church for the Broken, that's awesome. But this is really slow. It's really slow. It's not happening. Uh, we want to we start. Uh, 2017, as we transition, um, once again, we're planning every uh, season. We'll be offering different, um, different means, different seminars, different ways, uh, even through Sunday, uh, special guests coming in. Uh, we'll be hitting uh, this restoration, a call to restoration. Uh, we'll be offering, <coughs> uh, eventually we're going to offer these cohorts, small groups throughout our church as the leaders get uh, discipled and trained so that every member at New Mercy, you will have a clear path uh, uh, to be healed, to, go, to gain restoration. Right? Because all of us, we are broken. We have issues. Um, we're thinking about we're going to hit our spiritual lives. We're going to go back to prayer, things like scripture, things like worship and rest, celebration. We want to also hit your souls. We call it soul care. We're going to really go back and dig deep in finding out what are, why am I so 
you know, why do I get triggered a certain way? You know, your habits, your addictions, your things that you're trying to, you know, change or heal, but it's been difficult, challenging. We're going to try to go back and we're going to also address the dimensions of the heart. We're going to go and hopefully work together and work as a community to talk about the areas of, yeah, real just brokenness, even coming from generations of your family history that we want to help address as a community grow together. And also we want to hit Christian living, Christian life. That no more we want to separate your work life, your family life, and church life. But can we, in a healthy way, see this as one? That God has called you, called us to live out this Christian life, this kingdom life. It is one. Right? So there are many things that we want to address. So with that... um, I want to close. Uh, 2017, uh, for us, it's, it's going to be a, uh, we feel like it's going to be a very special year. I think some of us, we felt something different end of last year. And we really absolutely believe that the Lord is going to do um, something unique and something special this year, 2017. So please, Join with us. Join with us. And as we set forth this vision for not only this year and upcoming years of New Mercy, pray with us. Uh, let's, let's, let's grow together. Let's heal together. Let's walk together and continue to do life together. So with that, can we pray? Let's pray. If we could just take a moment... Uh, to pray for our community uh, together. Um, Let's, if we can, if we may, uh, let's really come before the Lord. Let's just acknowledge God first and foremost, his goodness, his faithfulness. Uh, But also, uh, let's ask the Lord, Lord, really, really reveal to us uh, honestly how we are where are we where we are uh, spiritually uh, it's just from you know from our hearts where are we and uh, let's also ask the Lord God uh, will you begin a new movement of uh, restoration in my heart and also in our community here at New Mercy Father we want to really come again uh, in a fresh new way before you. Um, and we want to ask you, Father, start something new, start something fresh. We want to continue only be a church for the broken, yes. A lot of people still lost, hurting, in pain. We want you to come as Jesus is calling. Is as a gentle father, gentle spirit, embracing those who are sick and hurting and tired and weary. Come as you are, yes. But there's so much more. Uh, Now I want uh, you to encounter this God of all grace who has called us eternal glory in Jesus Christ. And after we have suffered a little, He will restore you and strengthen you 
He has plans to restore you and to strengthen you. Let's really grab onto that promise for this year and beyond as a community of New Mercy. So if we could just spend a moment in prayer, then I'll, and Pastor John's going to lead us.